and welcome. This is another Oliver Shear show episode with the host Oliver Shear here in the now getting dark Denmark at 10 o'clock. And we have Jason Holzer in, in the house. I guess it's a bit hotter outside where you are in the US at the moment. It's actually, uh, you know, really nice here, Oliver. It's like uh, low 80s today. And for uh, Midwest United States in August, that's really nice. So. <laughs> That's not too hot, so you're not burning. No, not so. at all. <laughs> Normally, it's like triple digits, like in the hundreds. So you know, low 80s is is perfect. It's perfect. So, it's like the Danish yeah. perfect weather. They don't like it too hot here. Um, right. <laughs> I, it's the last hot day according to the weather forecast, and it was pretty the hottest August I remember in the 15 years I'm here. I like 15 years ago. I didn't have August, but. Um, it was nice for me as a Swiss to have like a real summer. I enjoyed being outside most of the days, but today I was also breathing a bit harder. Um, <laughs> yeah. So let's go. This is not a podcast about the weather forecast. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested in creativity and personal stories. And lately I'm drifting into more spiritual talks. And, you know, like the people getting out of the harder parts of their life but let's get into the podcast the way i normally do and these are like starting with like the three things you are known for or you know the considered strengths you have from your work okay. it could be private it could be yeah. professional or both together and yeah, you yeah. choose if you just put three words or if you kind of describe them um resilience i would think one of them um and um a calm demeanor, like meaning like I don't get too worked up about things. I kind of try to keep a calm perspective. Um, and then the last one I would say, um, you know, humorous. I have a, I have a good sense of humor. Like I like to laugh. I like to have fun. I like to keep things uh, enjoyable and, and, and a positive attitude, you know, I think would be, would be the best way to describe it. And when I talk about a positive attitude, I don't always mean, Oliver, I don't mean like happy all the time because you're going to have different days where they're going to be tougher. They're going to be, you know, but I do think, you know, a positive attitude can allow you to see a, a day where, when it went, when it was tougher, when things didn't go your way, but you're like, you know what, what can I learn from that to make tomorrow better? How can, how can tomorrow be a better day? Because, you know, things didn't work out so well today, but I know that, you know, if I have a positive attitude that, the next day, the day after that, we'll get just a little bit better. Uh, okay. Did you always, I mean, the three words you say, resilience and calm perspective and the humor, like the positive outlook kind of, mm -hmm. <laughs> was that always like that for you? Or is that something you acquired? Um, it's, I think, you know, we as humans were, we gravitate towards growth and I, um, uh, the Reverend Michael Beckwith says he, he has two different ways he describes growth. He has growth from insight, which is called Satori, and then growth from pain, which is called Kincho. So we have these Satori and Kincho moments. And um, for me, like, I think that I developed them through some of the pains of my life, like that, you know, the willingness to be resilient, um, the willingness to, to find humor um, and find positivity in regards to the situation because of, of what I went through and what I've gone through. So I think they've been um, acquired and developed as I've gotten older more. So, Okay. I'm sure we're going into that. <laughs> so um, let's go on to, to, to loosen up a bit more. 
if you would be a new color in a coloring box, what color would you be and why would you be that color? A new color in a coloring box. That's a good one. Um, I mean, just just for for your creativity. I mean, I had a banana. Yeah. And I had um, a glitter, of course. <laughs> I mean, how can you not have okay. a glitter? And someone yeah, yeah. was like adaptable to the surface you're, you're drawing on or writing on. I would say uh, avocado green because... Uh, <laughs> avocado green. You know, the, okay. Because avocado is a superfood. It's a good fat. It's, uh, you know, something that can um, also, you know, really feed your mind. Is that something more developed i mean green is also considered yeah. the, I, the heart you know, chakra right the love and the mm, compassion oh yeah so. okay yeah I, not avocado um, necessarily <laughs> right but i do i do love i've i've gained a, a new appreciation of avocados over like the last couple of years because of number one they're really good number two they're really good for you so uh, you know so it's 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 always finding you know because we use food a lot of ways in the wrong way where we, we had it as a pleasure and not, and it's good to do that, but also like as a fuel source, you know, so finding the right foods that give you the right kind of fuel to give you the energy you need to get through your day, I think is, it's key, especially feeding your mind. So that way you have good thoughts, you develop positive thoughts because you're feeding your, your brain, your mind with the, the nutrients that it needs um, to, uh, to, to perform at a, at a better level. Okay, let, let, let's go in there. I mean, we know we both know Mind Valley. So I don't know what, all the courses. I don't remember all the courses you did. Definitely Michael Beckwith, I can hear. <laughs> and mm -hmm. you did the latest Be Extraordinary at Work. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I've seen some of comments of you. So did you also do um, Jim Quick's? Um, I've done Super Brain, uh, Super Reading. I haven't done Super Brain yet, but I've, I've, done a, I've, I've seen a little bit of his videos where he talks about different brain foods like walnuts exactly. as well in there <laughs> things that foods that kind of look like your brain he was talking about like you know i was like oh, i've never that's interesting you know i was like okay so i've eaten more walnuts now recently too like anything <laughs> that i you know i was like i'd never ate walnuts before in my life i didn't think they were very good but i was like you know what i'm gonna try to eat some walnuts you know because of the of the nutritional benefits okay do 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 you think you have like a better brain capacity and you read faster because you know, I mean, Jim quick is known for all this, how to learn better, well, how to read faster, all that stuff. And, and I, I think the one, the one thing that I've taken away from all of this is to drink more water, <laughs> you know, cause whenever I'm tired and whenever I'm groggy or like that middle, like that middle of the day lull, I was like, my first question I asked myself is like, when was the last time I drank some water? And if it's been a couple hours, I'm like, oh, maybe I just need to rehydrate myself. And you know, sometimes you don't realize that if you're, you know, like don't feel like you've been very active or, you know, moving around very much. But, you know, I think they said that you should drink half your body weight in ounces of water a day. So like if you weigh 160 pounds, you should drink 80 ounces of water. Okay, yeah, I, I try to remember the ones in uh, for us Europeans. <laughs> uh, oh, there yeah. was there was something uh, that would I be think like uh, pints, like a like a pint is sixteen ounces, so it'd be like five pints of water. Yeah, but that's English, so um, I'm not even oh, counting. Still oh, yeah, we 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 count in deciliters and liters. Um, I don't know how much of the world is you know with with all these things, but okay. I think it was something. If you are hundred kilos, it's like three point three liters or something like that. Okay. Can I okay. Yeah, somewhere around. It, 
Uh, it sounds a lot, actually, but um, definitely on a hot day, you would go up to the three liters, I guess. Even, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, but, but that's also what I heard from other classes, uh, not necessarily here in Mind Valley. I think also Tim Ferriss is talking about that, or mm-hmm. his guests, right? That um, that when you're hungry, many times it's just you're thirsty, and you actually forgot the to understand the feeling of thirst. And you misunderstand yeah. it for hunger because we have 24-7 like, everything, right? Yeah, Open thirst and hunger. I've heard thirst and hunger. There's really, like, sometimes whenever you feel like you're hungry, maybe try drinking water first. Yes. And then you'll know if you're still hungry after you drink water. And you, yes. still, you still feel the need to eat something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's something in that direction. Super. So um, any, any other tips for food? I mean, while we're at it? <laughs> um. I think, uh, you know, like eating leafy greens, I think is really good. It's, you know, one of those, I mean, it's very stuff that I think all of us know, but I think it's putting that into practice and, and giving yourself the the chance to like them. You know, I think you have to eat things a couple of times to really find how you might like them. Cause you know, maybe you don't like it, how it's traditionally made. Maybe you don't like a traditional salad, but maybe you put it on a sandwich, maybe, you know, lettuce tastes better with other things with it, you know? So I think it's, it's good to maybe try different ways to eat things and don't just dismiss like, well, I just don't like that. Like, well, did you try it with this or have you tried it like in it prepared this way, you know, cause there's, there's the way of food is you can try things, the same thing in a multitude of different ways. Yeah. I mean, uh, I just, yeah, I just have a lot of pop-ups in my head. Uh, one is Dr. Seuss, uh, Sam, YM or whatever it is. My kids were yeah, green eggs and ham. Yes, exactly. That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> because of my kids. Uh, and then, of course, my son, like, uh, I don't like it. I'm like, oh, come on, try it at least. And he doesn't even try it, even though he was yeah. eating blueberries, for example, uh, when he was small and he just says he doesn't like it. I'm, I'm pretty sure that he, he would like it. Uh, and the other thing is, I remember mine with olives. I simply could not eat mm. olives, black or uh-huh. green, um, with stones, without stones whatever with uh, almond inside or not but eventually i just ate and t- tried so many because i was in italy somewhere uh, with my friend back then every summer and i just started liking them so it is something yeah. about 10 to 20 times you need to taste something before you start liking uh-huh. it or something like that yeah awesome. and uh you know i asked myself uh i call them empowering why questions to get my get my mind thinking what do i what is, what is something i could I can continually eat. It's going to be good for me. So for example, I say to myself, why do I always pick the right foods that are good for my body? And so you get your mind thinking in that. So like I'm naturally drawn to an apple as opposed to like uh, a bowl of ice cream afterwards or something. I I, I start thinking like, why do I always eat the right foods for my body? And then I'll start buying spinach instead of, you know, processed food or whatever, maybe like, you know, so I think when you're asking yourself the right questions, when not, and not just in, in nutrition, but also in, in other phases of your life, because your mind is a answer searching mechanism. It always searches for answers to questions. So if you ask yourself the right questions, you're going to get the right answers. That's actually like a call to action already here in the beginning. I don't even have to ask it. But yes, I've, I've heard this um, empowering questions for so many years. And uh, I think it's one of those advices you get in life you need to hear a lot of times in different mm-hmm. ways and different versions, different places you are in your life, right? It, it could be like you have problems with the food, you're obese or whatever it is, or you don't have energy or 
at work you just choose the wrong work all the time or the wrong girls or i have no idea what it is but as you said it like yeah you name it there's a there's a myriad of things right yes and like and then i heard it now with um another mind valley class or different ones i think it comes up also vision talks about like why do i why am i always doing the 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 right choices for my athletic body why is money and mm -hmm. abundance always just flowing so easily to me and it just makes it feel different he calls it it's the same thing he calls it lofty questions i I try to always like i try to make them more like empowering why questions like oh okay like well a why question like what kind of why question you're talking about because sometimes you know we'll ask like well, why is this happening to me? Or why do I have a job that sucks? Or why doesn't my wife ever listen to me? Or, you know, and then what happens is you're going to find the answers to those questions. Yeah. I like, suck. why does I'm... my job suck? Well, um, I'm not where I'm doing what I want to do or whatever. Instead of like, why do I have a job that is filled with my, filled with passion and purpose and I'm doing what I want to do. Now it may not happen. It's not going to happen overnight, but the more you ask yourself those questions, maybe opportunities are going to come to you that, weren't there before maybe you're going to meet the right person to get you your next connection maybe you're going to be on you know podcast to help share what you do you know maybe it's you know you know and just be open to what the answers might be i think that's the second part of it is be open-minded to what god's universe might have coming your way as you ask yourself these questions and i think you gotta ask them i ask them to myself twice a day on my drive to work and on my way home i just put it in my car I haven't recorded, so I li- I hear my own voice asking myself wow. these questions. Oh, so, so so do you have like like a a twenty one? I mean, that's another thing. Like the twenty one days or thirty days or sixty six days is kind of like this habit changing things. Yeah. And if you if you it's, go to YouTube like, as well, you find these twenty one day quests of whatever. Well, yeah, and you know, Robin Sharma he, on uh, another Mind Valley author, he talks about how there's a study in London that said that it actually takes sixty six days to build a habit. So it's like willpower to get to those 66 days. But then once you get there, it's just on autopilot. So um, that's what I've been doing is like I get in the car, I turn and I turn it on and then boom, I put on my empowering white questions. It's just like just kind of stacking them on top of each other. So I don't think about it as much. Okay. So is it like for 66 days, you have like one set of why questions or are you just adding on top of them as you go? No, I'm doing, I'm at, so like I have, you know, with Lifebook, they have like the 12 categories. Yes. So I have questions for all 12 categories. And so I just, it, I think it takes like six and a half minutes for me to ask all of those, like to, to record all those questions. It's like six and a half minutes of me just asking questions about the 12 different categories in my life. And so I just listen to them and I kind of repeat them in my head as I hear myself saying them to me in the car. So I have them recorded on my phone. Awesome. So for the listeners, I mean, many people don't know it. I, I came into Mind Valley because of Lifebook in uh, about a year ago. And I have not been as strong doing it. I mean, I, I went through it and then I went into the implementation and I know all these things, but something holds me back. So I'm working on this limiting things which hold me back of actually implementing. I think what you just say, it's really great. The 12 categories for the people which don't know, they're like, uh, one is the first one is health. I mean, without a healthy body, mm-hmm. you're not gonna do much. Nothing else really matter. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it's why like, they start with the healthy body, and then yeah, it's intellect next, I think, right? And then emotional. Yes. Then there's parenting, career, finances, uh, quality of life, spiritual. Yep. Mm-hmm. Did you say character? Um, like what kind of character you want? Character, to be? right? Character is one of them. And, and um, he know, what love, the, like relationships. 
yeah relationships yeah uh, parenting like relationships and friendships and money and so, stuff like that career actually, i think career is another one too yes of course uh, you, 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 you need to know <laughs> yes yeah mm-hmm. um and what was it churchill or who did they take for the character um one of the american presidents because he was actually writing down what characters he wanted to have and actually every uh-huh. day reviewed it am i acting according to these characters i want to be and then of course was if you it, do that for a year yeah it was and, and i just like you know I, I literally just listen to them twice a day every day and, and and i think for me it helps it's a great reminder before i go to work okay am i going to be the person even if i don't want to necessarily do something am i still going to be willing to like see the benefit of doing it regardless if i want to do it at the time you know what is the benefit of me finishing this task it's not perfect, you know, but I think it helps me get in the right mindset of, of staying positive okay. and searching for things that I want to happen in life as opposed to things that I maybe don't want to so much. But, but, but I really like it, what, what you say, uh, what you do there, because as I said, I have my, my 12, character, 12 categories and I really, really went deep and I loved what, everything. I see health is something I'm been doing all the time so it's very easy um all the others are more hard especially character and you start tend to forget even though after three months you should go through it again but what you do is like you basically i mean other people say if you want to have a positive affirmation you write it on your your computer screen when you start it boom Mm -hmm. it comes up two minute uh, um two minute affirmation or two minute positive feedback for someone whoever right so you remember to make uh, positive um, feedback to someone's work or someone's help to you so you also start with this positive vibe or on your mirror or on your car mirror or your phone you have like your yeah. passwords is like i'm the greatest or whatever <laughs> something positive and and that what you say is like you you put it um how is it to change a habit you should stack it on another habit so right like, yeah that's what that's what james clear talks about in atomic habits like habit stacking right mm-hmm. yeah something like that yeah yeah and that's what you so do you, you I always drive go in, yeah you always turn on your car so I turn on my car boom i turn on my audio it's just like that you okay. know it's like and then, awesome. it, then it just plays on itself and there's nothing else you have to do besides listen and drive you know it's like listening to the radio but you're listening to your own voice okay awesome so let's let's get to the next point um because now that's something people have to take. If, if, if you're up to it, do you have any secrets? Not so many people know, perhaps only the closest, like your family that, um, <laughs> uh, like, like calligraphy or weird clothes you wear. I really, <laughs> I really love dinosaurs. <laughs> uh, which one? <laughs> uh, which one? You know, T-Rex, I mean, it's pretty, uh, you know, if I've, so, and not many people know this about me either, because like, as a kid, I was always doing sports, always like sports was like my thing. But one time I was asked, well, if you, if you couldn't do sports or anything else, what would you do? And I was like, uh, I would be an archaeologist. I'd be like digging up dinosaur bones because I just found them fascinating. Like, like as a kindergartner, whenever I was a little, like five, six year old kid, I was fascinated with the dinosaur unit and I actually, my aunt still, we still have a, a it's, it's a rocking, it's a rocking horse, but it's, a, it's an orange dinosaur. My, so my thing as a kid was an orange dinosaur. That was what I was fascinated with as a kid. So that's something that not a lot of people know. 
yeah, that's, that is a true story. That's, that's something you forgot. I, I can see it. My son is six years old and he really starts to be dinosaur addicted at the moment. Like everything mm-hmm. has to be dinosaur. I don't know why. It just suddenly comes. I'm like, what? <laughs> I think maybe because they're extinct, you know, but you see that they were there because of the bones that we found. And like, they're just so massive compared to what we like. The comparison, I was like, wow, this was walking around on the earth. Like, holy cow. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I know. You have these dinosaur parks uh, where you live? Where they have uh, we dinosaurs? have uh, exhibits and stuff that come through like our Union Station, our train station every once in a while. But um, as far as a natural history museum, we don't have anything like in our area. I have been to the one in Berlin, though, which is really neat. Oh, I've not been there. I, I've been in Berlin, but not looking at the museum. No, we have these uh, exhibitions with like moving dinosaurs oh yeah okay there's like a big um safari park in denmark and i've finally gone there after many many years of wishing it 15 years or so thinking and they installed i don't know if it was this year last year like a lot most of the exhibits move i like the flying whatever they're called you know that better and (laughs) of course t-rex and yeah whatever the The, longest talking about the uh the pterodactyl the one that flies yeah they're huge and they were moving in the trees right they have like these old trees which actually look like these you know dinosaur time trees and they're like these prontosaurus or whatever they call these long necked but like the longest whatever they're called yeah uh bronchosaurus maybe i think is what it is yeah but Uh, i found one which is even longer so you know even longer oh wow okay yeah i'll whatever don't ask me (laughs) i'm not an expert i know really and That's really, the cool thing about having kids, though, right? Is uh, <laughs> they get you interested in things you never thought you'd be interested in before. Oh, I like dinosaurs, right? So it's not like as a kid I didn't like it. But they had the really weird bird with a very long peak. I think the, the bird was a peak, basically. When you looked at it, it was crazy. Like a giraffe, oh, as wow. tall as a giraffe. Like really, it looked like a fantasy thing. I'm like, what? This, huh. this, was, this was on the... This was real? Yeah. This, this was... Yeah. Anyway, but sometimes I'm getting crazy when I think of how could they be colored, right? I mean, they're just gray right. and green, but yeah. perhaps they were orange with stripes and <laughs> who, yeah. knows? Hey, who knows, right? Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, let's um, see how are, how are you about um, creativity and innovation in, in your field, what you're doing? Um, so what I'm doing now as a, as a basketball coach is I'm... Uh, getting ready to launch a online system and course that teaches um, essential life skills through sports. So what I mean by that is like, let's say uh, what's a, what's a popular sport in Denmark? Is soccer popular? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Soccer is, we we know, but I played basketball, basketball, handball, sorry. Handball is like the Danes. Handball. Like team handball. Yeah. They're pretty good. The women and men yeah. have been world champion. So, so what we would do is uh, we have a 24-week program where we teach skills like goal setting, decision making, how to build relationships, and we use sport to create life. Like how you take the teachable moments in sports. Like maybe say you lost a game and you feel really you know, upset about it, or um, you know you take those moments where maybe you failed in sports, like you didn't you didn't make the shot in a handball. Like you just do it like too high or, um, and you learn how to maybe manage your emotions. And so we, through this 
24 week process, we take people through and mostly towards like 12 to 18 year old kids, um, you know, becoming young adults. And, and we show them like, how do you transfer what you learned in sports into real life things? So whenever you become a professional in other things that you take the skills you learned in sports and, and you, you pivot them over to what you do as in your professional life and in your career. Uh, what are, um, yeah, now I was jumping over because, uh, oops, you're gone again with the video. I'm back. Here you go. Sorry. <laughs> so that wasn't me, which, uh, put you away then I, because the first time I thought I did something with the mouse, but <laughs> no, that was, uh, that was all right. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. So now I was jumping one question over. It's like, what are you actually doing? So one thing is basketball coaching, but what, what is the age you're coaching? Is it like six, seven, eight year olds? Is it like the 18, it's like, 20? Uh, like 12 to 18 year olds. Okay. Yeah. So you, you, you teach them really like life lessons through, through yeah, sports. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and like, you know, understanding like how to build relationships with people, how to be a good friend, like how to, you know, little things that really matter, how to, um, <laughs> you know, how to, um, develop, you know, good skills, good, good skills of, of talking, uh, to other people, um, how to know you're setting the right goals as well. Like, how do you know, like I'm on the right track and, and what, what are the purpose of goals, you know, and what, is, what defines success? Like, how do you define success? You know, that kind of thing. How do you do that through basketball? I mean, we all know how basketball is played here, so you can stay on the basketball track. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So but how do you teach well, these kind of lessons? I mean, you said one is, of course, when you lose the game and you didn't make the team, you didn't play because yeah. others were selected. Uh, what else? How, how do you do that? I mean. Well, so what we, I, we say is, uh, you know, we, we have a, a online, online platform where like we have a, a lesson of the day, like a micro lesson. So it, maybe it's perseverance and it's maybe it's, uh, oh, well, we lost by two. You know, okay, well, well, why did we lose by two? Did we give our best effort? Yeah. Did we, uh, okay, so we did that. So maybe our passing wasn't as good or maybe our shooting wasn't as good. That's why we lost by two. Maybe we didn't, um, you know, maybe we didn't set a right screen for our teammate to get open. So so transferring that to life, maybe it's like uh, I didn't get that report done, right? Maybe I wasn't as nice to my mom and dad as I could have been or maybe I wasn't as thankful That's what I could have been. And so I didn't. So I, I fell a little bit short in what I really wanted to happen. You know, so I think it's, um, you know, getting to a point where like you understand like how you can take life lessons and you can take sports lessons and transfer them over to things that happen in life. Because there's very, a lot of things that, that are similar. Yeah, that I, go on in both. I was actually, while you were talking, I was thinking when you said you put, Perhaps the screen was not put right, but that's all with understanding each other, like like reading and working together as a team. Mm -hmm. to have building, a common yeah, goal. building chemistry, building camaraderie, building like you know fellowship, uh, you know connection, and understanding like how it you know the you know the more you work together with people, the more you can accomplish. You know whether it be in sports or as a as a as a family. Um, you know, as a group at, at, at a job that you work at. Um, and the more like-minded you are, the more, um, the more you can take other people's strengths and use them to your benefit and hide other people's weaknesses. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was also thinking, uh, now what was it? <laughs> oh, yeah, when someone is 
not having a good day or simply the passes don't work or the blocks simply don't work that that you learn like everyone has a bad day once in a while and you step yeah. up for them something like that yeah yeah you know some days you might need somebody to step up for you and then you might be the person that stepped up for somebody else one day right yeah, yeah. that's awesome I, have you seen uh, did you do some tests before after doing this kind of coaching to see the difference yeah, in how done, the kids react the way and uh the main thing that we got was uh parents parents have been telling us like they've been able to have really great conversations with their, their kids at 12 to 18 that they didn't think they'd ever have. Because a lot of times, you know, I don't know how it is necessarily in Denmark, but in America, sometimes you ask your, you know, 12 to 14 year old, the parents ask, Hey, how was your day? Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I was like, well, what'd you do? Ah, uh, not too much. How was school? It was good. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I think that's international. I, I think is that's it? okay. It, this we have been in parenting class which was an american teaching uh yeah what is it like the tough years or something like that i've been reading also different parenting classes and mind valley has also little humans and i think yeah little humans yeah mm -hmm. it's um and parent also a parenting course a quest uh, from someone but what i've heard and uh, it, it resonates with me is like we are not really as parents, we, we copy our parents many times or the teachers or yeah. other people's right. before. So when we are grown up, we're like, yeah, but this is how it is. But we forget how we felt as kids when we were asked or talked to a certain way. So right. the kids are actually just closing in like, oh, the parents are not really interested because we're looking on our phone like, how was school? And, and we have the cell phone in the hand and just check Facebook, WhatsApp, whatever it is, instead of you really instead of really actually sitting down with the kids and and they of course over the years to learn that even if you're actually not having anything in the hand and you ask the kids they still have this automatic behavior mm -hmm. i would say right and so that, that's yeah, why sure. i think it's kind of it's, something general all around the world yeah so that's why what i try to do whenever i come home every day is i, I put all my devices whatever it may be i put them in a box in a room i just try to be completely present because my kids are four and one so they're younger I'm really trying to like be present from the beginning and build those relationships in those younger years. So hopefully that they carries throughout as they get older. Of course it, they change. And sometimes yeah. I can tell you, my kids are six and nine now. And I just realized, okay, my, my son suddenly made a big jump. So they're not, you know, toddlers anymore really for real. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, you, you kind of keep dragging. It, it's really difficult. And it's also to see like, I expected more from my, daughter when she was six because my son was three um so i should actually also lift him up because yeah he's still mm. the small one it, it's really hard how do you do that when you say okay my daughter is nine i expect her to do this and this and this so do i put it in the calendar like when my son turns nine like hey now i expect my son to do the same as <laughs> yeah. we did right so that's like but of course then it's a girl and, then, and a boy and yeah they're different people too they might have different exactly. interests you know like that kind of thing so yeah I think it's a very natural thing to do too is, uh, you know, like, well, they're doing it. So the next one to do it like, well, you know, they're actually just different people. So I think, you know, I think we, we sometimes, unfortunately we categorize because especially siblings, well, because one kid does it, that means the other kids going to do it too. Oh, when no. the reality of it is most time it's completely opposite of that. You know what I mean? But we tend to generalize way too much. And then I think we lose a lot of our individuality because we generalize too much. 
Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, we can go down that rat hole, but uh, let's let's keep that. We're not a parenting podcast either. No, so, this is not. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, what what is your other work you're doing, or is that all you're doing? The coaching. My 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 other work comes from my biggest pain in life, and that was losing my dad to suicide whenever I was 17. Um, I've written a book about like sharing my story of um, you know overcoming losing my dad to suicide and, and what does that mean and that I was like I said I was 17 at the time I'm 35 now so that's it's been a half my lifetime that I've you know so I've, I've been pretty far removed from the situation um, and now like I want to help people that have either been in my place where they've lost somebody to suicide or preventing from happening in the first place and that's why I wrote my book was to um, give people an opportunity to see what it's like what it feels like to lose somebody to suicide because it's, it's different than losing somebody um, in a more natural way. Like, you know, because there's a lot of confusion. It's, it's tough either way. Don't get me wrong. It's very tough to lose somebody you love. Um, but suicide adds like so much confusion and complexity along with it. Like, why would they take their own life? Like what was going on? Was it, was it something that I was doing? Was it something I wasn't doing? Um, you know, why would he leave us like this? And, you know, just a lot of, and so my goal again is to, is to help people understand like, Hey, your life is valuable. And somebody, somebody would care about you if you're gone. So please, please stay, please give life a chance to get better. If you're going through a hard time, like, cause, and, and again, developing that positivity, developing that optimism that, you know, it's okay to have a tough day today, but how can we, flip that and get out of that funk you know what i mean okay i mean yeah i've been thinking of suicide for about a year or two and it was surreal right because on one side when you see me i'm very conscious about how i eat oh not as conscious as i should but (laughs) but i try to eat healthy i try to work out good i try to go to bed in a in a good time so i have the chance of a long, healthy life, right? Not to be dementia, yeah. no Alzheimer's and degeneration and stuff. And on the other hand, I just wanted to jump in front of the next big bus, like truck with wind turbines, which definitely no chance of survival. Uh, it was so sur- surreal. And then other people, some people came like, ah, look at the, the, the sunshine, but it didn't really help me. Because when you're mm. in this place you just want to be acknowledged that you have a bad time and you want to have someone to help you kind of getting out in the right way so what is your experience when you when you have people which are suicidal how do you help them best because for me it helped me um being coached by someone which was down i think she also had suicide thoughts um but probably like me not where you actually try to do it (laughs) like the step before and, and and I got help there with the communication. So how do you help? What is your best tool? I mean, definitely don't tell the people the, the life is blue and uh, pink and everything is perfect because you just make them no. feel worse. It's yeah, yeah, I yeah, know. I think um, it's uh, for me. What helped me was was figuring out how I could help other people. Like how maybe it was, if it was like. You know, sending my mom a text message like, hey, I love you today. Or, you know, like learning how to make other people's day brighter. 
when I got out of my own head and I thought, I thought about thinking like, how can I help somebody else meet a goal that they want? Or how can I just, you know, um, give them something to, to make them feel better, you know, about what, so whenever I started thinking of other people, whenever I started thinking of, um, how I could help somebody else and, and make their life better, you know, because whenever somebody takes their life, it never makes anybody's life better. So I was like, what can I do to, to be a giver? What can I do to think of, uh, to put a smile on somebody else's face? Um, you know, it could be as simple as like making a silly joke or doing something. And it doesn't have to be like a monitor. You have to like buy something for people. I'm not saying, but I think caring about people, I think it's huge. And it could really, you never know how much that could really impact somebody else to, to know that somebody out there truly cares. Did you get into a suicidal thought pattern as well? Or no, I, I never really did. Honestly, I, I, I got down, you know, I had tough days. I, I mean, I got, I had days where I was really sad, you know, like, or, um, didn't want to go anywhere or I, you know, I had friends drag me out of bed to get me going doing things, but I never had the point of like, man, I really don't want to live anymore or take my own life. I never, never got to that point. No. Uh -uh. But, um, I think we all go through days that are, that are tough and days that are, you know, that are hard to understand like why things happen. Um, but I think it goes back to like, you know, all of us are here for a purpose And when you find your purpose, Oliver, and you understand what you're supposed to be doing in life or you think you're supposed to be doing in life, I think you get this like new this this sense of renewal that, oh, okay, like once you figure that out, life tends to have more uh tends to be more enjoyable because you have a passion, you have a purpose. So I think it's important to find that passion in life and what really resonates with you. Yeah, I think I think that's the one of the things you can get people out of suicide thoughts. Um, but I'm still working on my passion. <laughs> Sometimes I think I have it and then, then I have a week and I'm like, Jesus, I thought I have it and it's gone. But yeah. you, you're definitely right. When you have like this, this feeling of flow, um, then, you know, I'm on the right path and then nothing is bad. And as I said, for me, it was surreal that I wanted to take my life. And the worst was really that people said, ah, you don't really do that. You don't really want that. Um, mm -hmm. they didn't believe. And then you have like this bad feedback loop oh i don't know my feelings i don't know how i am people don't really take it yeah. serious and stuff that's what i meant sure but um for me that's just the feedback i have for people just tell the people uh, accept that they have these feelings help them don't make them feel like hey their life is beautiful just be there them there with them as you said you had yeah. days you didn't want to get out of bed and sometimes yeah. the body just needs kind of like a detox i think it's probably the body's telling like i just need to i don't know do something um but i think for you, you hit on something important there too like i sometimes like you just need to listen to people you know what i mean sometimes people just need you to listen to them like they don't need to tell you anything like people just need to to feel like they they've been heard and and that that can be just as as powerful as anything yes yeah so i know we have like 10 12 minutes before you have to jump on uh how how when when we talked Uh, before this podcast to to get to know each other you, you described yourself like what happened you were 17 your father took his life and you were not really in a bad place and and if i remember right and this was kind of bothering you because you're like hey my father left and yeah and then I mean, you I asked was, for help I was right? pretty, 
I was I was pretty devastated. Yeah, I mean, I was I was pretty sad. I was uh, and I was really confused and overwhelmed with like you know, what do I do next? You know, what what does this mean? Because my dad and I had a really good relationship. You know, I was really I was really close to my dad, and my dad was a very talented guy too. Like, you know, on the outside, you would have never guessed anything was wrong with him. Like he was smiling. He was you know ha- like it seemed like he he has a good sense of humor. He's making people laugh. Uh, and then, you know, one day it's here, the next day it's not, you know, and so trying to really like understand all that com- complexity as a 17 year old was tough, you know, and then trying to figure out like, well, you know, who, who do I learn from next or who's going to teach me like what, what manhood is or what it being a, what, what, what's it like to even be an adult? Like, and so I, you know, I, I believe in faith in God and I asked God like, Hey, I just need, I need some mentors. You know, that was a, for some reason, that was the first thing I asked was like, can you bring mentors in my life to teach me what I need to know? And, you know, he continues to do that to this day. I, I, I can remember people that in every stage of life, it seems like the perfect person has showed up at the right time to show me what I need to do next, you know? Um, and to get, and, and like, it's almost like a guardian angels just guides that, that come to you at, at the perfect time. Um, but you have to ask you know. the question. You have to ask for help. Yeah. Like, Hey, can you give me some mentors? And, and, you know, he's given me more than I could ever imagine. And then it comes back to just being thankful and being and showing gratitude. Like, thank you for, you know, bringing these people into my life because without them, who knows where I would be quite frank, you know? Yeah. So, so what was the biggest aha where you realized you got, hurt what was like the the aha moment like wow god has hurt me or the universe or the higher being my soul um it was uh you know there's a couple guys i still talk to but they you know they were like five or six years older than me at the time and they you know just listened to me like they were like the most compassionate men i'd ever met you know they were like hey man you know i'm sorry that happened to you like if you wanted to like go take a drive or you know or like, you know, just get away from all the, the madness. And I was like, yeah, that'd be great. And so, and then they just kind of helped me, you know, get a perspective on life. They were great examples as well um, of, of somebody I maybe would want to be like as I got older. You know, so that was kind of my first thing of like, oh, I think God does hear what I'm saying. I think he does answer your prayers. And they may not be at the time that you want them to be answered, but they're at the time when they need to be answered, I think is the most important thing that I've learned. We both have been listening to Michael Beckwith. And I remember Michael Beckwith talks a lot about you're not getting what you want, but what you need and who you are. Kind of, it's like supporting who you are. The universe gives you who you are, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And and that, that might be different than what you think you want, you know, but when you go with what resonates with you, then life tends to flow a lot more. Like things that you are doing seem to become easier, seem to be, seem to come to you more naturally. That's kind of what I've taken away from him. Yeah. So, so how do you know what's resonating with you? I mean, some, when you listen to it, it's like, Oh, great. But how do I know? <laughs> yeah. I think um, what I've learned is like, I went back to my childhood and it was two things. It's like, what I loved to do as a kid, which was I love playing sports, was my highest of like what was my most exciting thing. And then my my most painful point was losing my dad to suicide. So 
those were kind of like little like uh you know cues or hints of okay these are things that i've you know experienced in life these are things that you know have either been super exciting or, or super tough to handle so maybe these are kind of like my my breadcrumbs of like maybe i should maybe start looking at what that path might look like if i went down those and, and kind of explored those what were my what were my highest of high moments from like ages like five to 25 what were my lowest of low moments from those times and see like if there there's something that makes sense from there yes yeah yeah we we learned that and then write down what are these kind of like what are these moments like how to describe them in words and then see if there's kind of a theme um which helps to to see who you are right and what what you value yeah. awesome right so do we have any advice um that you have taken on which is awesome and you want to give on to to the listeners um you know i think it's it's very simple but like always uh wake up wake up expecting the unexpected meaning like expect something really good to happen today you know expect like and when you expect good things to happen more times than not you'll you'll be surprised how like oh wow that's i didn't like today for example i had wasn't expecting this at all somebody from the mind valley connections app sent me a message said hey uh we're looking for a speaker um that is in you know, suicide prevention here in Florida, would you be interested? And I was like, Oh, I wasn't, exp- okay. Thank you. Yeah. You know, like I wasn't, I don't know this person at all. I've never met her, but she saw something I posted on the mind Valley connections app. Kind of like what you did. I mean, I never thought I would meet anybody from Denmark, you know, but you just, the more good you put out, it'll come back in unexpected ways and maybe ways you never thought of before. So I would say, you know, keep that, keep giving good out to the world and good will come back to you and be open to receiving that good. Yeah, that, that's definitely good advice. Um, I got it many times, but it's re- really, really hard sometimes when you're thinking bad about yourself. Sure. I think thinking good about yourself and saying to yourself, I'm good as I am. Doesn't mean that you should not develop, but as you are, yeah, like, as I mean, a being, we're, we're meant to grow. Like we're meant to get better, but I think you also, it's a, it's a fine line of like, loving who you are today and yes. being excited about where you're going as well. You know, it, it, it's a difficult task to do, especially when you're negative, but it's a very good one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Where can people reach out to you? I mean, now we know you're on the Mind Valley Connection app, but that's not yeah. open for everyone at the moment. Let's see where that goes. Uh, <laughs> you know, LinkedIn is a big one for me. Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter, you know, I'm on all, all the social media feeds and I uh, uh, try to, you know, really put out positive content every day, you know, something that gets people in the right frame of mind. Um, and like, at least like reflecting on like what, you know, what is something like, you know, that I, that might resonate with people that, especially going through like the pandemic stuff and, you know, people that, you know, might, might be going through some tough times right now, you know, what would, what would maybe give some people some inspiration it's kind of like is my goal for for social media and you're at jason holzer everywhere or yeah so instagram is at jay holzer uh linkedin at jason holzer facebook at jason holzer twitter is at coach underscore holzer <laughs> but yeah if you search my name then it'll, it should come up yeah 
Super awesome. Okay, then um, what an, if you have time, do you have any books or podcasts or documentaries or something you would like to recommend? Um, I would recommend, you know, there's a book um, that I like to read a lot. It's called um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which is a great <laughs> classic. Um, and then there's a book called um, Sizing People Up which is about how to understand how to trust people and how sometimes you might like somebody, but that doesn't always mean you should trust them. So like it was by an FBI agent and he like did, like did some behavior studies on, on how to know if somebody is trustable and not just likable. So those are really interesting uh, books that I found. Cool. That's, that's beautiful. And I have seen that you've been on several podcasts, so I'll try to link to those as well because I'm sure yeah. there's much more information uh, different styles of interviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've talked, I mean, it's it's funny how you think you talk about the same thing, but actually uh, everybody has their own avenues and I've talked about uh, quite a few different things on, on them. So yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you for that. appreciate it. Yeah, I'll do that. And uh, thank you for everyone that is uh, listening to us and you know what to do. You go and like this like button <laughs> and share as much as you can. So we get Jason out in the world. Thank you. Thank you, Oliver, for having me. Appreciate it. Hey, here's Oliver again at the end of the show. I, If you like this interview or any other episode I had so far, please head out and go to your favorite podcast host, podcast provider, and put that subscribe button so you will get all my future episodes as well. And if you're so friendly and you really like and enjoy and would like more people to be able to to benefit from the interviews I have go out to uh, Apple Podcasts Spotify wherever you are and leave some uh, review some ratings which will help to get my show a little bit more seen thank you very much for that and have a great day <laughs>